Hello and welcome to Horror Queen with me, your host, Queen Billy. In Horror Queen, I'm going to discuss everything horror, everything gory, and everything a bit unsettling that we don't normally get to talk about in everyday life. New episodes streaming every Friday on all major streaming platforms, and every episode is going to be different, and I might even have some guests coming up in the future, so I hope you come along for the ride. Hello and welcome to Horror Queen. Happy Halloween. It is the 31st of October, my favourite day of the year, and I am going to read a very short story from Roald Dahl's Book of Ghost Stories, which was published in 1985 by Penguin Books. I don't know how many people have this book in the world, but I have it in my hands. I don't know who I got it off, but I own it. And I'm going to flick to page 81 and read you a story called... Christmas meeting. Now, I am clashing Christmas with Halloween, but that's okay, because tomorrow we get to celebrate. I have never spent Christmas alone before. It gives me an uncanny feeling, sitting alone in my furnished room, with my head full of ghosts and the room full of voices of the past. It's a drowning feeling. All the Christmases of the past coming back in a mad jumble, the childish Christmas, with a house full of relations, a tree in the window, six pences in the pudding, and the delicious crinkly stocking in the dark morning, the adolescent Christmas, with mother and father, the war and the bitter cold, and the letters from abroad, the first really grown-up Christmas, with the lover, the snow and the enchantment, red wine and kisses, and the walk in the dark before midnight, with the grounds so white and the stars diamond bright in a black sky, so many Christmases through the years. And now, the first one alone. But not quite loneliness. A feeling of companionship with all the other people who are spending Christmas alone. Millions of them, past, present. A feeling that if I close my eyes, there will be no past or future. Only an endless present, which is time. Because it is all we ever have. Yes, however cynical you are, however irreligious you are, it makes you feel queer to be alone at Christmas. So I'm absurdly relieved when the young man walks in. There's nothing romantic about it. I'm a woman of nearly 50. A spinster school ma'am with grim, dark hair and myopic eyes that once were beautiful. And he's a kid of 20, rather unconventionally dressed with a flowing wine-coloured tie and a black velvet jacket and brown curls which could do with a taste of the barber's scissors. The effeminacy of his dress is bellied by his features, narrow, piercing blue eyes and arrogant, jutting nose and chin. Not that he looks strong. The skin is fine drawn over the prominent features and he is very white. He bursts in without knocking, then pauses, says, I'm so sorry, I thought this was my room. He begins to go out, then hesitate and says, Are you alone? Yes. It's queer being alone at Christmas, isn't it? May I stay and talk? I'd be glad if you would. He comes right in and sits down by the fire. I hope you don't think I came in here on purpose. I really did think it was my room. He explains. I'm glad 
glad you made the mistake, but you're a very young person to be alone at Christmas time. I wouldn't go back to the country to my family. It would hold up my work. I'm a writer. I see. I can't help smiling a little. That explains his rather unusual dress. And he takes himself so seriously, this young man. Of course you must, mustn't waste a precious moment of writing, I say with a twinkle. No, not a moment. That's what my family won't see. They don't appreciate urgency. Families are never appreciative of the artistic nature. No, they aren't, he agrees seriously. What are you writing? Poetry and a diary combined. It's called My Poems and I by Francis Randall. That's my name. My family say there's no point in my writing, that I'm too young, but I don't feel young. Sometimes I feel like an old man with too much to do before he dies. Revolving faster and faster on the wheel of creativeness. Yes, yes exactly, you understand. You must read my work sometime. Please read my work, read my work. A note of desperation in his voice, a look of fear in his eyes makes me say, we're both getting much too solemn for Christmas day. I'm gonna make you some coffee and I have a plum cake. I move about, clattering cups, spooning coffee into my perocular, but I must have offended him, for when I look around, I find he has left me. I am absurdly disappointed. I finish making coffee, however, then turn to the bookshelf in the room. It's piled high with volumes, for which the landlady has apologised profusely. Hope you don't mind the books, miss, but my husband won't part with them, and there's nowhere else to put them. We charge a bit less for this room for that reason. I don't mind, I said. Books are good friends. But these aren't very friendly looking books. I take one at random, or does some strange fate guide my hand? Sipping my coffee, inhaling my cigarette smoke, I begin to read the battered little book, published, I see, in spring 1852. It's mainly poetry, immature stuff but vivid. Then there's a kind of diary, more realistic, less affected, out of curiosity, to see if there are any amusing comparisons. I turn to the entry for Christmas Day, 1851. I read, My first Christmas Day alone. I had rather an odd experience. When I went back to my lodgings after a walk, there was a middle-aged woman in my room. I thought, at first, I'd walked into the wrong room. But this was not so. And later, after a pleasant talk, she disappeared. I suppose she was a ghost, but I wasn't frightened. I liked her. But I do not feel well tonight. Not at all well. I have never felt ill at Christmas before. A publisher's note followed the last entry. Francis Randall died from a sudden heart attack on the night of Christmas Day, 1851. The woman mentioned in this final entry in his diary, was the last person to see him alive. In spite of requests for her to come forward, she never did so. Her identity remains a mystery. If you want to read more of these stories, the book title is Roald Dahl's Book of Ghosts. This is not to promote the book. Um, I just thought I would read a wee chapter from it because it is quite interesting. But like I said, it was published when? Published in... When did I see it? It was published. It was quite a long time ago. Um, 
published by Penguin Books, 1985. Um, that's a bit crazy. Um, and I had a Halloween party, some of my favourite people were there. Um, Red Queen, Naomi, Jay, Connor, Danny, um, my housemate was there sometimes, whenever he was there. Um, Interstellar, um, everybody that was there, I love them. Um, had a great night. We all dressed, well, most of us dressed up. Halloween is my favourite time of year. And it makes me feel a bit weird that I'm going to continue Halloween after Halloween. Um, but I think I'm, like, on a personal level, if you've listened this far to this episode, I think I might make a horror queen, a monthly episode. Um, I'm trying to get a longer episode. Um, but I might start doing some podcasts that aren't horror based. I might start my own kind of line um, and talk about stuff and make that weekly and then make horror queen. The last Monday or whatever, or Friday of the month, you know and do it that way but I more to come on that I don't know what I'm going to do with it but I'm going to continue with Horror Queen for now and then come with a fresh schedule for the rest of the time I make the podcast um, Bags and Gags is still uploaded every week the last episode was the Halloween episode with Jay aka Tapeworm and it was a very fun episode and it is up now so check it out on YouTube Spotify Apple Podcasts I think it's on a lot of places so go check it out and I will see you in the next episode. Bye!